What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. And of course, joining me as always are my friends, my pals, my homies. First up, he is the man that just this past week blew the whistle. Blew it right in the face of Joe Rogan. I'm talking about Ron. What's happening? And then, uh, and he literally, it was a real whistle and he really blew it. He didn't, it wasn't like he was telling, talking shit about it. He just blew the whistle. Had to, man. And he took it literally. Of course, the next man doesn't need an introduction, but yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, he's hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang and your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled up into one jolly old ginger bearded feller who pretty soon will be tired as shit. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Diesel. Oh, that introduction's so long, it's going to get up in them guts. Yes, <laughs> deep in them guts. Like Liam Neeson. Ooh, speaking of up in them guts, I have, uh, you know, I have the dubious distinction of saying that, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you for the 200th time. This is the 200th episode of the flagship three Fat Nerds podcast. So congratulations, guys. Nice. Thanks. We are rolling into April where we are going to be having our fourth year anniversary and we already are planning things out for it. We'll be getting that to you in the next few weeks, but 200 is a big milestone. How are you guys feeling about 200 episodes of 3FN? <laughs> wow, I can't believe we've been doing this this long. <laughs> Who really would have thought we would have kept going after the Who the, thunk it? the the whole the, the the beginning, which was really <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. Remember, There's some rough stuff. Remember when we had our milestone of what was it, thirty? Yeah, it was like thirty, and then, then we got to a hundred. Like, all right, we're still going strong. I think I, it was forty or pounds later back then. Uh, I want to throw out there overall counting. The three FNWs of the world, counting three fan for a little bit, counting every bonus episode we did, because we did bonus episodes, we're going to be doing more bonus episodes, counting up in total, since we started almost four years ago, 397 episodes. We have published 397 episodes. Thank you guys for tuning in. And it's awesome, man. Uh, We we, we, we really do feel uh, blessed, honestly, and humbled. And, re- and I mean humbled that uh, we have so many people listen. Like it shocks me every time I uh, look at it. But I'm glad that you guys come back. I'm glad that you guys are entertained because they haven't told me any otherwise. And I'm also, uh, uh, you know, just glad, just glad to be here. A lot of work. I put a lot of work into this. God damn it. Yes, you do. And we got it. We got it. We got a lot of things coming up. We got some new stuff coming up uh, that's in the works. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, we'll be getting to that. But before we jump in to talking about what we're talking about today. Ronald, how has been your week? Uh, week's been, you know, okay after that storm that we had Thursday and the Friday. Had to deal with that for, you know, 24 hours. Uh, but took care of that. Uh, before the storm hit, we did have our Wednesday group, which we are, like I said, still working through a dungeon in a box. And we got to the ice castle that we're supposed to be at. And 
we are walking through and we got to a room and you know because i just do stupid things sometimes he's like oh there's a bunch of remains a bunch of bones all in here and like a lot i'm like okay i animate dead level th level four so i get three skeletons he's like okay i'm like i mean i could sit here and make a whole army and just send them through this whole campaign if i really want to but i just keep it simple get three skeletons uh the other players kind of fail their their um, will saves and kind of feel a little depressed because that's what happens and they go back to another room to see what's going on and I just keep going forward. And he's like, okay. He goes, well, you run into three. Uh, oh, I forget what they're called. Nagas or something. They're like skeleton snakes. I'm like, okay, whatever. Turn undead. He's like, yeah, I forgot. You can do that. I'm like, yeah, I'm a cleric. I don't care. Just because I can make skeletons doesn't mean I can't just. <laughs> you should have Scrooge McDuck into the bodies of uh, the piles of bones. <laughs> I'm not an evil cleric, so I can't. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, did that. Took care of that whole room by myself and kept walking forward. He's like, you're not going to wait. I'm like, no. I'm just just gonna run through this whole room so you know we got to the next one and then we had found the items that we needed to find to what goes back to yeah. the room that they went to and I'm like like oh we need those items don't don't turn the spirits okay fine we'll just kill them fine whatever <laughs> so you know it's when you just do stupid sometimes it, it just works in your face yeah. it's like I could literally walk in that room and just be like spend a day just making an army and just sit, tell them to go through the campaign and just run through the rooms and just make him do stupid combat math in his head to figure out if, it, if they kill everything in there before we get there. Yeah. But I didn't do that to him because new guy Ryan would be really like, what? <laughs> but that, that was that. You know, didn't make it to the movies this weekend. So, you know, that happened. Hung out with Diesel and the owners of Dragon Master Games on Saturday. Oh. So, that's I watched GCW Wrestling while you are doing that. Nice. Uh, Diesel, how was the week? Not too bad. Uh, I had a three-day weekend because of that ice storm. I was getting all set to go to Ooh, work. So did I. Yeah. I had a three-day weekend as well. But I, ours was planned because they knew the storm was coming, and they were like, ah, fuck it. We're just going to take a snow day. It was oh, yeah. schedule. This one wasn't, but I got up, and I'm looking outside. I'm like, oh, that's nasty. I'm all fully dressed, ready to go to work. And then I'm like, I'm, I might just call off. And then I hear my phone go off, and it's the automated uh, message for my work saying, we are open, but it is uh, best to your discretion if you should come in or not. That's my side. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> um, and then I uh, wound up, you know, taking a couple naps that day. And then uh, I, I know I was pretty hard on the trailer, but I wound up watching all four episodes of How I Met Your uh, Mother or How I Met Your Father. And honestly, not bad. I was going to say there's more episodes of How I Met Your Mother Diesel than four. No, no, no. No, no, I know. Yeah. I know. Because originally you botched it and said yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I'm like, there's a lot more. There's yeah. more than four yeah. seasons even. Oh, I, I've I watched them all a couple times. Uh, I, I tapped out because I was doing the rewatch and I can't do the last season. Oh, yeah. The yeah, last season is a, is a rough watch. It's like Clark, or, uh, Scrubs. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the four episodes that are out, not bad. I, 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 there's a couple cringy parts where I'm just like, uh, of course they had to do that. But it was like, overall, not bad. Well, I'll be tuning in. I told you that. After you said it was decent, I was like, ah, fucking, I might as well watch it. But uh, my week was simple. I also had a three-day weekend. Like I said, mine was scheduled because when they knew it was a storm, they were like, you know what? Let's just not risk it. We'll just take the day off. It's been kind of slow. So it's like, cool. So I got a, I got a lot of relaxation in. I uh, went to uh, Syracuse with my mom on Saturday. Uh, we had uh, P.F. Chang's. Oh, nice. She has never been there before, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, what else did we do? Um, eh, pretty much that was it. Watched wrestling, GCW weekend, so Friday and Saturday. We'll be talking about that on uh, 607 TWS this week. And, yeah, that was that's pretty much my week. I mean, uh, got a good week come planned up because Super Bowl's coming up this upcoming woo, Sunday. Woo. Sunday I'll be over there at Ken M's house. Uh, I guess that's where we're doing it at. So. Nice. 
I'm, I'm excited. You know, I have no dog in the fight, but the halftime show. <laughs> I, listen, I'm right in the age group where this is the greatest halftime show of all time. I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I had flashbacks to last time the Rams won when I got obliterated and drunk, and I started thinking about that night, and I had cold, cold chills about how much alcohol I drank that night. <sighs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. Shout out to my coworker who said Katy Perry was probably the best halftime uh, special ever. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> Not Michael Jackson? No, no, he went with Katy Perry. Hey. Yeah. Most people pan Michael Jackson's the greatest of all time, uh, as far as Super Bowl yeah. halftimes. Also, I know the Rolling Stones are pretty high up no. on there because they did a great job as well. Nope. I, I don't know. This could be the greatest coming up this weekend. I'm just going to throw it out there. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, yeah. little Kendrick saucy. Lamar for the young people, and Mary J. Blige. Yeah. I mean, ah, it's, it's going to be awesome. For our age group, this is going to be our Super Bowl. I'm just oh. throwing it out there. How many older people who are already pissed off at the NFL because of all the Colin Kaepernick shit in the years past are going to lose their shit during halftime. <laughs> everybody, I love it. There, everybody on like TikTok and all of your other social media is like out, is putting out the videos of like what it's going to like. Kids don't get alarmed. This is what your parents are going to look like during the halftime show. Like kids are on their phone, and then your parents, you know, is a fa la 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 la. It's the motherfucking D O double G. Like, yeah, that's going to be all of us. That's going to be all of us. We're going to be singing along to fucking Eminem. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. And uh, of course, since uh, well, Ron does have a dog in the fight because he's a Rams fan. But I mean, I'm just happy that we got. Uh, you know some you know fresh teams. I know the Rams were there a few years back, but that's that's a few years ago. And the Bengals have not been in the Super Bowl since the 1980s. So yeah. I mean, it's it, to me, I'm, I'm it's a win-win. And we get to see Joe Shiesty. Can Joe Shiesty pull off another one? I, I'm I'm leaning towards the Rams winning. But think about it. Joe Shiesty has made this whole playoff season beating teams that he shouldn't have yeah, beat. True. So I, I feel like the Rams shouldn't just go in overconfident because. They won't. Uh, Joe Shiesty's on the lookout to steal your bitch. I'm just saying. And your bitch is the Super Bowl trophy, that Lombardi. So he might just do it. You never know. And then spark up that cigar. I was hoping he'd spark one up. I, I, I was with Ken M. I would have bought a Bengals jersey, a Joe Shiesty Bengals jersey, if he would have lit his cigar up right on the Kansas City 50-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I will buy that jersey and wear it proudly. I hate the Chiefs. And I was so – well, it was, I'm a Raiders fan, but I hate the Chiefs. But – so we got a lot of stuff coming up. It's kind of fun. We got some good shit. But but before we jump in the show, uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, you know throw it over to some of them opening plugs. Of course, uh, go ahead and uh, hit us up on the social medias if you want to talk about anything or just say hi. We're on Facebook, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. Like and share that page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. Of course, uh, for all information about what we do here, it's 8122productions.com, man. Find out all about it, man. The T Public link's up there. The Twitch link, twitch.tv slash 607podcast is up on there. Of course, go to the Twitch channel every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH do bring you all our uh, chat about pro wrestling on 607TWS. So you want to check that out. Replay is up for 14 days. And you can find that show anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. Of course, also on there is our link to Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get to uh, get a ton of extra bonus content, and it's a lot of fun, and uh, we got some new shit up on there, and uh, this week we'll have some more new shit, so I, it's, it's worthwhile. Trust me, you're going to want to be up on there. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. We got shout-outs also on there, like to all the musical uh, performers who provide us with their music. Of course, that includes Shot at the Robots, who does our theme song each and every week here on the Three Fighters podcast. And you can find out all the information about them along with all of our other great musical friends on the directory over there at 8122productions.com. All that, that, that's pretty much the most important thing. If you forget anything that I just said, just look in the liner notes to this show on your podcast provider, Booyakasha. There 
are all the hyperlinks to everything I just mentioned. But that's right. There you go. Hit us up. We like to hear from you guys. By the way, if you are a music artist and you want your music played, let us know. We'll play your music. If you're a hip hop artist and you want to make a Three Fat Nerds rap, I'm all in Ooh. for that as well. <laughs> I'm being serious. Three Fat Nerds rap. If you want to do that, we we're fucking all in. Thank <laughs> you. All right. So with that being said, of course, this show we got a big show coming up for you in the second half of the show. Of course, Diesel's movie triple stuff. Got the box office. You got upcoming movies, and you got the top three. And of course, then we're going to end it with Diesel's movie club. This week we are reviewing Jackass Forever. Of course, uh, just as a warning for everybody, next week we will be doing uh, Death on the Nile. And the week after that, we'll be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So there you go. Those are the next few weeks of Diesel Movie Club review. I like to get those out of the way in the beginning of the show. Of course, though, in the first half of this show, you know how we guys kick it off. We got to kick it off like we do each and every week. With this week's edition of the Nerd News. Bing, bong, boom. You know, it's still that time of year where the news is kind of slow. It's starting to slowly perk back up, though. Starting to slowly perk back up. And, of course, I think the biggest thing in the news this week, February 10th. Or as if they were like the Marvel people, they would call it Bat Day. Because February 10th, tickets go on sale for the Batman, which will be in theaters on March the 4th. So, uh... Well, actually, technically March the 3rd for those of us who are going on premiere night and probably going to get charged extra because of fucking Spider-Man. Thanks, Sony, you (laughs) cocksuckers. That's right. I said what I said. I don't care. Anyway, speaking of Sony and their shit ways, I'm not going to do that rant again. I promise. I promise. I promise everybody at home, not going to go on their rant. I know. I know. You're all thinking I'm going to do it, but... Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. If you want to hear me flip out about Sony, go back to last week. I did a good <laughs> job of that. I even gave you the warning. But Sony Pictures is in the news this week because Sony Pictures has casted the the woman who will star as Madam Web in the upcoming Madam Web Spider-Man Universe spinoff. That's right. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Fifty Shades and the social network star Dakota Johnson will play the eponymous character. That's what they put. That was their oh, words, not yeah. mine. Yeah. Uh, so just for you guys to know, just, and I'm going to read right from The Hollywood uh, the Reporter just because I feel like it's it's a good place to read this from. There has been two prominent Madam Webs in the comics. The first, Cassandra Webb, was created by Denny O'Neill and John Ramada Jr., debuting in 1980s, The Spider uh, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man number 210. By the way, there's been a bunch of Amazing Spider-Man number 210s because for some reason they like to restart at number one and go through a bunch of them. Uh, That's a whole other argument for another day. The character was an elderly clairvoyant mutant who suffered from a neuromuscular disease that left her on a life support system, though her abilities allowed her to work as a medium. When Webb died, she passed her powers on to Julia Carpenter, who was the second incarnation of Spider-Woman and similarly became the second version of Madam Webb. It's unclear which version the film will center on, but given Johnson's age and relation to both characters, it stands to reason she'll play Carpenter. Yeah. Which means we'll get a backstory about somebody else. Sony announced a Madam Webb movie in 2019 originally as part of its ever-growing slate of Marvel Cinematic Universe adjacent projects. As we now know it, they call it the Spider-Man-verse. Which instead of just the Spideyverse or Spider-Verse, we've had this argument before because it's fucking Sony and they're stupid. Uh, the movie is being directed by S.J. Clarkson from a script penned by Burke Sharpless and Matt Sazama. Sazama. 
I almost want to say it. Sazama. How are you feeling about this casting? How are you feeling about Madam Web? And does anybody really give a shit? Ron. No, nobody cares. Madam Web. It, there's so many other Spider-Verse characters you could use than, than Madam Web. The only thing I can think of is it's just so they can pull Toby, Tom, and Andrew together. Because that's part of her powers at some point in time where she basically brings all the spider men from different spider universes together. We just had a movie that does that. I, I, I'm I, just going to say, I we just, it, was I, called, I, it was called Spider-Man No Way Home or Spider-Way No Man Home. Yes, and there's early rumors on what Sony wants to do, and it's involving symbiotes and all three of the Spider-Men. Yeah, I know. Oh. It's, it's, yes. Yes, I, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be bad people. It's, it's unless Disney is able to keep their hands in it. It's going to be bad. Like, well, they won't have their hands in this. This is the, no, I, I this is the portion where you have like Venom and Morbius yeah. and this is in that universe, not the MCU. Yeah. Just to be clear. No, I, I get you. I'm with you. But I, they're, they're saying that they want to pull in Tom Howdy or Hardy's Venom into, uh, Andrew Garfield's universe saying that. That's the universe that uh, he comes from. So they want to put that there. And then they want to... Early rumors are that they want to bring in Null, you know, the king of the Sibiots, and have that be the battle of all three. This is going to be bad, people. Well, it's Sony, so that was a given. It's going to be bad. Diesel. Uh, Nobody cares. Well, people do care because, holy shit. People do not like Dakota Johnson anymore, it seems, but uh, yeah. this movie, like, just give us fucking the fucking big hitters. Give us a Craven movie where he's hunting down Spider-Man. Give us, we already had Vulture, but give us, like, your version of the Sinister Sticks, because that's what you've been harping on for fucking two decades now. But they, no, they just don't did. bring it in, in No Way Home. Yeah, No Way Home just did that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Don't bring in fucking C-tier characters and make a full fucking movie about them. Like, Morbius is, like, borderline. Venom's obviously, you know, A-list for Spider-Man, but, like, this is... I, I just... Once again, I have zero interest. Nobody ever gave a damn about Madam Web. They still don't give a damn about Madam Web. And judging by Sony's track record of running movies that are not written by Disney... Yeah, this is going to be a big steaming pile of dog shit. Let's be honest. Let's just be honest. I think every fan knows that. I'm just going to throw it out there. I will gladly eat those words if this movie ends up being amazing. But yeah, yeah. we already know Morbius is coming out. Like he, well, it got pushed back, but we know it's coming out. But here's the thing. The only thing that's the reason I'm excited about seeing that movie, it's not even real excitement. I just want to see Jared Leto without a shirt on. Oh. And not when he's decrepit, doctor. Yeah. Well, that scene where he's like all ripped, and you can see you can see that uh, the V, brother. Ooh, yeah. For a straight man, I don't know what it does in front of me. I don't know, but I love it. Uh, let's stay with DC news. By the way, we are getting news and word that uh, the uh, Joker. Remember the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie that ties or doesn't tie into the Batman universe? You know what would be cool is if they tied it into the Batman universe of. Uh, what Robert Pattinson's doing. So that was, it's Earth 2, as we found out. So that would be cool if that's the tie-in. Maybe even put that tie-in in the Batman, which is coming out soon. That would be cool. And uh, that would make my year, by the way, because I think this would be a good idea. Hence why you would have the Joker thugs in the movie, because remember, he inspired them. And those masks and, and paints did look like that movie. But anyways, I digress. Uh, the Joker is uh, reportedly going ahead with uh, the sequel. Joker 2, 
Reportedly, he's going to start filming in 2023 for a possible late 2023, more than likely 2024 blockbuster release. Diesel, how are you feeling about a sequel to uh, Joker? I, I really enjoyed Joker a lot. I, I don't know if we need a sequel, though. I think this movie might just be better off just being left as a one and done. But that being said, as long as I don't get to hear Joaquin Phoenix at the Oscars again, bring it on. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I know they're trying to pull everything together to try and, with the multiverse and everything. But uh, it being Earth 2 is what's kind of throwing me off a little bit. But, okay, like, whatever. I, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I just don't. I, 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 I have hopes that they might tie this into the Robert Pattinson universe. And if they do, that could be a good thing. No. Uh, honestly, it could be a great thing. It was a great movie. Obviously, some Oscar nominations and so on and so forth. So, hey, we'll wait and find out. But I, I'm all for it. I wasn't the I, I like the movie. The overall the uh, the beating you down with uh, being didactic of a message sometimes is why I kind of marked it down a little bit. But as a movie as a whole, it was great. Joaquin Phoenix definitely had a great, uh, great uh, role in it. Deserved to win the Oscar. We didn't deserve the speech, but, you know, that's a whole other story <laughs> for another day. Uh, you guys ready for some cool shit here? According to Entertainment, and staying with DC News, but going to TV, according to Entertainment Weekly, uh, Donald Faison has signed on to be a part of the upcoming Season 7 finale for DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And it appears in Legends of Tomorrow Season 7, 13th and final episode, the Knockdown Knocked Up which is slated to air on the CW on Wednesday, March 2nd. The official description for Faison's character reads, The Legends first encounter this character at a different phase of his career whose golden years are in the review or in the rearview mirror. He is good guy deep down. His ego is looking for a boost that only fame, fortune, and glory can provide. While he claims to have been recruited to work for a mysterious time organization, he wasn't offered much of a choice in that matter. Of course... If you didn't get where I was going with my things, it looks like he is going to possibly be playing the greatest hero you've never heard of, <laughs> Booster Gold. Uh, how are you, First of all, how do you feel about uh, Donald Faison, who I'm a fan of, so I'll just throw that out there, getting casted for the Season 7 finale and probably, hopefully, a bigger role if he's playing a, the character we think? And how do you feel about it possibly being Booster Gold? They are kind of leaning heavily with the golden years and boost yeah, in there. Uh, what are you thinking, Ron? I'm, I'm solid with it. Booster Gold is one of those characters that it he makes any comic he's in. Like, yeah, he's that arrogant, that cocky because he's from the future. He has his little robot pal, and you know, and he just the only reason why he came back was to make money because he was shamed out of doing nothing. So he just took future technology, took time travel, came back and said, hey, I know how to do all this stuff because I'm Booster Gold and this is what I plan on doing. And you, I don't think you could get any better casting for this, for uh, especially for a CW show. I think it's right on the money. I, you know, f The problem with Legends is they pull in characters, they drop characters. Um, it might be just a season. It could be two. We'll see. I mean, they're coming up, what, season seven? So they're right behind the flash. Yeah. Like I, a lot of these, I get it. A lot of these shows are going to come to an end. So this, who knows? This could be the last big push. Uh, I don't think flash is making season 10. I think this is a goodbye to flash. I think this is maybe they'll keep legends one more season. I don't think it's making it nine. So we'll see how this goes. Like I'm good with it. Diesel. Yeah. I'm not too well versed in booster gold, but I've seen a little bit of them in Batman brave and the bold. Yeah. 
and it was a very enjoyable character, and I think Donald Faison encaptures that character very well. So yeah. this should be really good. This actually might get me watching uh, Legends of Tomorrow again. Legends of Tomorrow is a fun little watch. It's it's not great, but it's a fun little watch. Well, I'm excited for it. I, I do hope it's Booster Gold. I do think uh, Donald Faison will be great in this role. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just wait and see. It does it does it does excite me. I do also like Legends of Tomorrow, so I can't wait to see this. This should be really awesome and uh, going forward because. I don't think he'll just be there for one show if it is Booster Gold, hopefully next season, and that'll make uh, more people tune in, hopefully, to season eight. Uh, coming up next, getting out of DC news, finally, let's get into other uh, sequel news, if you will. Uh, one of the stars of the Insidious franchise, Patrick Wilson, has confirmed that, yes, there will be an Insidious 6 that will be start filming, start filming this year. Uh, when asked about it, he said, yeah, we are. We're scouting locations now, and we start shooting in the spring. Uh, go, uh, Hollywood Reporter goes on to say the new film will be directed by uh, star Patrick Wilson who will also be acting in the film the screenplay was written by Scott Teams based on an original story by Lee Winnell who of course is one of the creators of that franchise along with Saw and, and Conjuring and others yeah. What's uh, what's more, Ty Simpkins will reprise his role as Dalton Lambert, the son of Patrick Wilson's character. The project will be produced by Jason Blum, James Wan, uh, Lee Winnell, and Oren Polly. Uh, so they are bringing back pretty much the entire Insidious team. And honestly, I think we had to say all we had to say with the Insidious movies, quite frankly, as a horror fan. I know Diesel would shot to be watching any of these movies. Fuck no. But I can't say that I'm excited for this news. Ron, are you excited for another Insidious film? I don't even think I watched the last one. What was the last one? Was that the one? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I watched. I mean, I like. unfortunately, I like Patrick Wilson. No, like, Patrick like, Wilson's like, great. He does a great job in, in everything that he's in. It's just I don't know why he's so gung-ho and Insidious. Like, I don't, I mean, get the money. Yeah. You know, but he's directing too, so maybe it's just some double dipping going, well, I might as well do it. I mean, you know, he did have a, you know, moonfall. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That it is. I mean, I like, I like him. I, I hope they do a great job. I mean, the team's all back in here. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, between Lee Winnell and James Wan, they've launched a million and a half franchises that have made a shit ton of money. So I, I really feel like, I mean, it's a no-brainer to go back to the well. I mean, we keep going to the well with Conjuring. We keep going to the well with Saw. Why not with Insidious? I, I, I don't, I don't once know. again, I'm not I'm not upset about it, but I, I it is what it is. I don't remember if I saw the last one. <laughs> I did see the last one. I don't remember. It wasn't great. That's why. And that's why I said I can't remember much about it. Well, uh, you know, we got we got something we haven't gotten in a while. We got some uh, a director with some beef with Marvel. With DC, with superhero movies, and he even says Star Wars, by the way. And of course, that is the director of the movie that came out this week, Moonfall. And that director, of course, is Roland Emmerich, you know, known for disaster films, including Moonfall. <laughs> which, if you guys are keeping track, we are going to be doing a bonus episode later in the week. Uh, we'll be recording on Thursday. Patrons will get it Thursday night. Everybody else will get it Friday. And we will be reviewing Moonfall as a bonus episode this week on this podcast network for you folks. Uh, but... But, with that being said, Roland Emmerich has got a problem with those movies. Uh, he was talking to Den of Geek, and uh, they asked Emmerich about whether the blockbuster role has changed in recent years, and he said, oh, yes. And then added, because naturally, Marvel and DC Comics and Star Wars have pretty much taken over. It's ruining our industry a little bit because nobody does anything original anymore. And... Pff, 
He goes on to say, you should make bold new movies, you know. And I think, actually, Christopher Nolan is the master of that. He is someone who can make movies about whatever he wants. I have it a little bit harder, but I still have a big enough name, especially when it's a disaster movie or has some sort of disaster theme. And my first argument here, old Roland, my good friend, you make the same movie. It's not a fucking original idea. <laughs> what is original about any... You've made fucking five disaster flicks. That's what you're known for. And most of them are disasters in the box office. Yeah. And not in a good way. Why is it that Marvel, in your case, is Marvel and them ruining? No, step your fucking game up. Yes, Christopher Nolan comes up with original movies. But even Christopher Nolan did Batman. Yeah. Did it well, too. Mm-hmm. Right? We're all in agreement that the Dark yeah. Knight trilogy, good good set of movies. But then, of course, I mean, the man has made some amazing movies, including Inception, which is probably one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. But that's different because Christopher Nolan is doing something new. Inception was a different idea. Not Moonfall, which is basically you destroying the Earth once again. <laughs> I saw the movie before. It was called 2012. <laughs> Roland, baby. How can you be like, we need original ideas in movies in Hollywood, and you don't give us an original movie? I don't know. Am I off kilter? Where am I at? Diesel, what are you thinking? Yeah, he's... When, when I first read it, there was a little more uh, <laughs> subtext to it where he wasn't really bashing it comes right. off as bashing but like he's like they're definitely making it a lot harder for us because some of his movies like yeah they're disaster movies but some of them you know like independence day was a huge movie once again disaster film yeah but uh so it was easier to have like a box office hit with that gamble of doing you know an original disaster movie quote unquote but yeah you guys gotta try harder now because there's new sheriffs in town and they're fucking making all the money. So you got to come up with something better. And I don't think he has it in him to do it. <laughs> no, Ron. It's, <laughs> I mean, I get it. We'll talk about Moonfall later because I did already see it, but like, like I, I understand how everybody's actually looking at the comic book franchise as that, that it's actually pushed forward and actually became something. Cause comic book movies used to be a joke. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've gotten Nick Fury, agent of shield back in the day with David Hasselhoff straight to TV. Like beautiful we, casting. <laughs> like we, you know, there's this, you know, there's a bunch of straight to TV seventies, eighties movies that were, you know, Thor versus the incredible Hulk, uh, you know, the Spider-Man, movies the, like there's a bunch out there people you can find you can find them and they weren't good but it's all we had like i watched them all multiple times like now that it's actually pushing i understand where people are where they're coming from saying oh it's all it takes but everything goes in junctions like i get the fact that you know the comic book movies but you're at that stage in life where everything like they've had 60 70 80 years of material now it's just taking that material and actually putting it on the screen in a good way. Why not capitalize on it? Yeah. Like, All right. I just want to throw this out there. <laughs> Roland Emmerich. And I'm not shitting on him. I, I like some of his movies. Like, let's be honest. Roland Emmerich, when he be, first became big, was 1992 Universal Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Action flick, great movie, not disaster film. His next big action film, 1994 Stargate. Oh. Which was huge. Yeah, Stargate was a big movie. Huge. Once again. Not disaster flicked. 
1996 was his first major disaster flick. That was Independence Day. Then he made in 1998 possibly the worst fucking movie of all time, Godzilla. Yes. The American version, you know, the one that doesn't look like Godzilla, the one that the Japanese shitted on and had it killed in like two seconds <laughs> in the, their movie. Got or true. But redeemed himself with one of my favorite movies of all time that was also not a disaster flick, The Patriot, starring Mel Gibson. Ooh, that was the, a good the, one. the Revolutionary yeah. War movie also had uh, Heath, Ledger. Heath Ledger in it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Very good movie. William Defoe's in the movie. Yeah, he's uh he's the French he's the French That's general. Right. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. in the movie. Great cast, by the way. Yeah. Great cast. If you've never seen The Patriot, you should watch it from the year 2000. Uh, then we get into nothing but disaster flicks because then we have 2004's The Day After Tomorrow. We have 2008's 10,000 BC, which was a disaster flick because that's talking about the Ice Age ending and the, and the first humans and shit dying. Uh, 2012 and 2009, uh, a small movie called Anonymous, which I don't know what it's about, so we're not going to go with that. Then White House Down in 2013. Oh. Yeah, I reminded you about that, didn't I? Oh, I hate those movies. The bombed Independence Day Resurgence in 2016. Needed Will Smith. Then we went back to a war movie that wasn't bad, Midway. 2019, I don't know if you saw Midway. It was actually we pretty saw, good. You didn't like it. Oh, didn't it was like horrible. It, it was he, he God like it. it wasn't ready for this. It wasn't it wasn't fucking it wasn't worse than 2012. It, I promise you. Oh no, no. In the same vein though, Pearl Harbor was a better movie. Oh, absolutely. This hit all the fucking annoying tropes. But I think he tried to he tried to recapture what he had in the Patriot, but the Patriot is actually really good. And of course, this year's Moonfall in 2022. Now we remind you, I said that historically, now, if you counted there, a lot of disaster flicks, right? His original part of his career, the lesser known parts, the lesser shit movies that he first started making, nineteen. Well, he had a, a movie called Franzman in 1979 that was a small film. His first one that was a disaster film, The Noah's Ark Principle in 1984. <laughs> making Contact in 1985. Then he did a horror movie, kind of, in Ghost Chase in 1987. Then he did... By the way, this is not his first moon disaster film. This may be the first time he crashed the moon into the Earth. But this is not the first time that he has had a moon situation with disaster because Moon 44 in 1990. Those were all before he made the hit movie in 1992, Universal Soldier. Oh. So you, the guy who was... And, and all the reason I'm bringing this up is not because, obviously, I just told you there's a bunch of movies in there that I'm a fan of, a huge fan of The Patriot. Yeah. Like, the fact that the man made The Patriot means that he's allowed... And Independence Day. I mean, it didn't age well, but it fucking at the time was amazing. Stargate. Stargate, Stargate you know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, he's made some fucking amazing films, folks, and that's why I will forgive him for a lot of the garbage, like Godzilla and The Day After Tomorrow. Which is worse, by the way, The Day After Tomorrow or 2012? Just question. Uh, 2012. 2012 I, I didn't I mind, think 2012 is I didn't worst. mind Day After Tomorrow. I really didn't. Overall, I did not. Well, Deez is only voting for Day After Tomorrow because Jake Gyllenhaal's in the movie. Well, like, We I, know that. And I and I get... I mean, I like the I like some of the cinematography in uh, oh. Day After Tomorrow better than... To be fair, 2012 was ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah. uh, by, too by, soon? Buddy? By three years. <laughs> came out in 2009. <laughs> Bye! <-ya. laughs> Anyways, I mean, somebody had to cash in on the obvious, right? Yeah. But I, I'm just saying, so the guy who has literally made the career of making pretty much the same same movie, I mean, a little different premises, but disaster films, is like, you know what, we need to come up with original movies. No, Roland, you need to come up with an original movie. You. Yeah. You yourself. Well, like, of all the big directors I've been bashing, you know, Marvel movies, Star Wars, DC movies, his is like, I took the, the, the easiest just because it was like, 
I kind of got where he was coming from where he just lamented like, yeah, it's a lot harder now. Fuck. <laughs> right. But it's yeah. just, it's uh, my only, my, and I, I, I agree yeah. with you. I don't think it was like a vicious yeah. way, but like, and that's why I'm not going after him. Like yeah. we went after some other people, but my problem is then step your game up and you can't say about original movies when you're not making original movies. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if you're going to look for original content, I heard somebody, there was a, uh, I saw a meme today, you know, the, the, the Drake meme where it's the yeah. no, no, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the point. Yeah. And it was like, People bitching about, you know, Hollywood doesn't come up with any original. And it's like Moonfall, and it's the no, no, no. And then Jackass Forever, and it's the point. It's like Moonfall's not an original idea. He mixed fucking Independence Day with fucking 2012. To That's be, all he did. If we get a sequel. I mean, we haven't seen. I haven't seen it in Udin, but I'm, don't give it away because no. we're going to do everything on it. But not even seeing it, just knowing what we saw in the trailer, he just literally mixed an alien takeover movie with a regular disaster film. That's all he did. I, I told you my synopsis. Yes, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We'll get into it deeper later in the week, yeah, yeah. obviously, on the, on the special. But whatever, you know. I'm just waiting for the sequel when the Earth strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> like it's ah man, man, and then that Independence Day remake or re, or sequel. Sorry, Woo! I never watched Woo! it. Yeah, I, neither I, did I. I heard it was real bad. Yeah, I didn't I, have the heart I, to do it. I, I didn't want to ruin the. I original. Yeah, I was going to say I don't want to ruin my uh, my memories like, of the original. That's why I also don't go back and watch the original in yes, entirety exactly. because I know some of it's outdated. Although I would still argue it's a great movie just because it was groundbreaking for the time. Yeah. And believe it or not, the CGI in that movie, just well, like Jurassic Park, looks a lot better than modern day CGI yes. in a lot of examples. Yeah, because they're they're the ships and stuff in that movie actually look like they were fucking there. Yeah. Whereas then some of the Star Wars movies, whew, yeah. Whew. Oh, I like I. That was, I'm a Star Wars fan. Think about that shit. I still remember going to see Independence Day. I, my buddy Adam, we talked about in the yeah with Superfan John. Like him, his mother picked him up and went and got his girlfriend. And went and then his dad stopped. Like, well, we're all going to go see this movie, and so my dad's coming to pick you up. So I rushed down, jumped in the the car with his dad, and we just went to the movie. Like, hey, this is what you do in the nineties, yeah. and you know, went watched this movie and just left that movie like. Oh yeah. Like Oh yeah. I remember coming out of that theater and just being like, Oh my uh, god, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah. And then I'm like and I think I went back again and I'm like, okay, and then I don't think I've watched it since I own it, but I haven't watched it and I don't know I like I'll catch bits and pieces of it obviously, but I don't I can't I just can't take myself because I don't want to ruin I just don't want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, all the credit to him. Uh don't be sour because your movie is you know finished below jackass but it is <laughs> we'll talk about that in box office but uh we have one more article for the news this week and this is a big one for you video game nerds out there uh writing and this is ign reporting writing in an official blog post largely dedicated to the launch of the playstation 5 and xbox series x and s versions of gta 5 the studio concludes by offering a peek into what else is in the works and, it's, and this is quoting them. With the unprecedented longevity of GTA V, we know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series, writes Rockstar. With every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered. And we are pleased to confirm that active development of the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready. No further information on the upcoming game was included, but we are finally getting confirmation Rockstar is making Making GTA 6 Ron. Woo woo. I kind of bowed out after San Andreas. <laughs> Once they started making you have to go to the gym and work out <laughs> like real life, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I enjoyed GTA 5, but yeah, it's yeah. been out for almost a decade. It was about damn time. Uh, you know, better late than never. 
I'm yeah. glad that they're making the game. Diesel, do you have any takes on this? I know you don't play a lot of video games, but you are familiar with Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto is one of the few games I did play for a, for a while. Um, I know like it takes a lot of time to build the universe for the GTA franchises. And they got a lot of other stuff on the plate with uh, success of Red Dead Redemption because didn't they come out with the second one of that yet? Yeah, they yes, came they out the second yeah, one. Yeah, so I know it's like they kind of like have to like juggle their their big franchises and like I think people are still clamoring for like Bully Two. They, they are. There's reasons why that didn't come out, and there's reasons why they haven't done it. Um, I forget. I did read the story on it. I can't remember what it was, but the, there's there's a slim chance yeah. so, like, sooner or later there's copyright something somewhere and something else like i did read it all up on that and they're 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 working towards it but they because the grand theft is so big they're like it's just basically always on the back burner but yeah. it's nice to see them coming out with gta 6 well having plans too so kudos um i've only played gta 5 a handful of times i'm with ron i kind of tapped out after san andreas because i never got to the next gen system so san andreas was the last one i could play on the ps2 yeah. But they, they are fun games. Um, mission mode, like story mode, is really always good. And then just the open universe is always a lot of fun. Yeah. So you know. I'm, I'm happy for the PlayStation players out there in the world that will be getting this first. Yeah, I mean, like, Rody, Josh, and I went through all of uh, Vice City. Yeah. And the only thing we didn't do was get all 100 hidden packages because... We didn't we didn't have the strategy guide, so we didn't know where they all yeah. were. And you know, yes, you could look online. I get it, but back then, like, we didn't have neither of us had internet access at the time. Yeah, and we just didn't like. I'm like, I'm not gonna start from package one and go because we you don't know which ones you yeah. you found. I'm like, I'm not gonna start that all over. But we played that, and I mean, when I say we played that in rotation, we played that in rotation. He'd come over to my apartment. He he started playing it. He showed up at my apartment with it brand new. Started playing it. Then he fell asleep on the couch. I started playing. Then in the morning, I went to bed and he got up and started playing it. We would do that. We did that for like two, maybe even three months from Friday night <laughs> till Sunday. Like it was like it was bad. Like and it was just the rotation. It was yeah. the PlayStation was always on. The TV was always on. And it was just a rotation of, of who, it, slept who, 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 who slept and who played. And you can ask him if you're yourself if you want to. He knows I'm telling the truth on this one. <laughs> We, it was so bad. We one of our friends that we worked with also had a side gig as delivering pizzas. We we had him just he'd just show up and be like, "Hey, this is a misorder," uh, you know, and just and just be like, "What what do you got for money?" <laughs> nice. So you, you, we were getting full sheets, full orders of wings for like like fifteen bucks, yeah. <laughs> like like like. Like, you know, he had somebody call it in and, you know, and didn't have it show up. <laughs> but Funny it, stuff. Whatever, but. Well, you know, I, I, I can't wait. It's kind of exciting. I'll probably check it out now that I don't have to hide copies because my kid's old enough. So it'll be good stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, GTA 6, finally on the way. It's about fucking time. With that being said, that's going to end this week's edition of the Nerd News. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to come back with the second half of the show. Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff, followed by Diesel's Movie Club review of Jackass Forever. Hey, this is Ken. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just 
Welcome back to Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. That's Dead Fuck by the Jasons. And if you want to hear that song, it might be in Sing 2. Coming in at number 5. <laughs> Touche, dude. Touche. Uh, $4.2 million for Sing 2. Uh, it's been on the top 5 for 7 weeks now. Doing a good job for an animated movie that gave everything away. Yeah, well, I mean, kids' movies, you can do that. Number 4, with $4.7 million for its fourth week, Scream. That making it's made over hundred million. Yep. We know we're getting Scream Six. Yeah, that came out. So that did come out. So hey, there you go. Uh, number three this week: Spider Man No Way Home with another nine point six million dollars. Making all the monies. Yep. Making some of the monies. Moonfall ten million dollars. Yes, yes. I'm coming in at number two because Jackass Forever pulling in a twenty three and a half million dollar domestic share on a ten million dollar budget. Yeah, 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 I think it's pretty good. Also, I just want to throw out there, that's because nostalgia. All of us yeah. old fucks, yeah. we went to see it. Let's be honest. And it, it won't be in China. <laughs> and we will talk, We will talk, of course, about that during these movie clubs. So. Or Japan. Uh, coming up this week on February 11th, Death on the Nile. Uh, if you, Which will be next week's Diesel Movie Club yep. review. Although we can always go with the backup plan of Marry Me, the new J-Lo Matthew McConaughey vehicle. How about no? My wife wants me to watch oh. that movie with her. And it's on the Peacock, and I'm still going to try to dodge that like I dodged the notebook. <laughs> and then the following week, the big release is Uncharted, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Ooh, yes. So, uh, actually, you know, we'll probably be doing that as the review, uh, as a separate review, because the reason we'll do Fri- the reason we'll do Texas Chainsaw is because it's going to give Diesel... Arrest so he doesn't have to go see a movie in the middle of him being busy all week. So we'll me and Ron on this show during Diesel's Movie Club review will be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But we will do an extra show of us reviewing Uncharted because then that way Diesel can get a couple days and I can take him to go see Uncharted and then we can do it later in the week. So there you guys go. It's not that we're not going to watch Uncharted because we are, but we definitely uh, want to give him some time because he's going to be busy. Just so you guys know, just, just we like to be crystal clear with everybody. Diesel, it's time for the top three. All right. A little humble brag for us. This is our 200th episode. Your top three shows. That could be TV, radio, podcast, whatever shows that made the 200 Club. I got two TV shows and a radio show. So I'm going to tease that. And it's in that order because in my number three spot, and I can't believe we've been bringing this up quite a bit lately, Married with Children. Ooh. It had 259 episodes, by the way, so it does make the list. Married with Children, legendary TV for those of us who probably should have been watching it when we were watching it, because we were like 10 years old and staying oh, up. Yeah. Uh, that came on at like 11 o'clock midnight on Fox. No. It was later than that even? No, 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 no. That that was the start of Married with Children. Uh, the, the Well, when I watched it. Ron, I watched it late night on yeah. Fox. Yeah, because they re, they re-aired it all night. Right, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the other, I didn't the, the watch sketch, it live ever. The, the, the sketch comedy show uh, the, the, uh, with I the Wayans, Wayne brothers. Oh, uh, the In Living Color? In Living Color. It went, it, went, uh, it went at 8 o'clock. It was Married with Children in Living Color, then one other random show uh, that they would put on at that uh, 9 o'clock spot. Then at 9.30, it started over again. Same three shows. 
Ah. And then and then that's all he did for the whole night. I'm just gonna tell you, I uh, I used to watch it late night on the weekends yeah, on rerun because yeah. I really probably should have been watching that show. Yeah, but that's because it would come on right before we got the uh, national anthem and the beep oh, yeah. to end the night. Yeah. If you guys don't know, they but that's used to end TV program. That's what they did for the whole the whole uh, the night for that that those shows, and that's what Fox started with. That's how Fox got started. Uh, Rody Josh and I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, a while like about a year ago but that but that's how they did it the whole way that's fine uh my number two is the simpsons which is the longest running episodic television show scripted episodic television show uh, of all time so there you go it is surpassed it surpassed Gunsmoke, and i think they're close to 700 episodes currently for the simpsons yeah uh, I tapped out for a while ago, but when I was a kid, man, I did not miss The Simpsons. There's probably like 15, the, like the first 15 seasons of The Simpsons, I, I could say, I watched religiously on Fox every yeah. Sunday. Uh, and then, of course, it's going to bring me to my number one. And the number one, is my, this is, I'm going to say what it is. Diesel will catch it. My number one is because I have a strong interest in uh, stand-up comedy and comedians. And there was only one stop for me. And I know Diesel will agree to hear our favorite comedians talk every day. And it definitely went well over 200 episodes and it's no longer with us, but it has launched a million podcasts because there's no way you can tell me that this radio show did not launch a million podcasts. Some people at home right now think I'm talking about Howard Stern. Oh, fuck. No, Howard can sit the fuck down. Opie and Anthony was the fucking shit. Uh, That's my number one of all time. Uh, Like, man, Patrice was on all the time. Uh, Jimmy Norton uh, was co-hosting. He was a third chair on the show. Uh, you know, everybody coming through. Voss and everybody. Fucking the whole... Like, anybody who was anybody was on that show. You, hell, you had people who just dropped in. Like, one of my favorites of all time. We talked about Mark Maron on Patreon earlier. One of my favorites was Mark Maron walking down the hall to do another show on Sirius after they moved to the part of their show to Sirius. And fucking Patrice called him in because he wanted to have a talk with him. Yeah. Like, because like, Patrice is holding court. It was great. I love, love of love uh opie and anthony so that's my number one ron what's your top three uh number three i'm going with the x-files oh uh, yeah they, oh, i yeah. think it, i think it was 100 or 202 episodes i think just uh, barely squeaked in yeah, there, just yeah. squeaked in it was very cutting edge at the time it was it was fox show obviously and they, they did a lot with it I, they should let it die i know they tried to bring it back whatever i get it uh number two i am going with married with children it, it's it's al bundy come on it's great um, and number one, I've used this before for other, you know, great shows and stuff in the list. And that's MASH. Uh, you yep. know, the show about a war that yes. the show went longer than the war did. Like, longer than the war it was about. And, and it was such a wholesome show. Like, it, like even in reruns, it still holds up to the day. Shut up that chicken. <laughs> but, yeah. Diesel. All right. Number three, I'm also going with a classic TV show. And that's from the 80s, well, late 70s and mid to the mid 80s. Cheers. Yeah, great nice. show. Launched, launched a thousand shows. Yep. Uh, Cheers was a great show. Uh, number two, we're going to the podcast world, and I'm going with the one that I've been big on for a little while. I got rich into listening to, and that's Legion of Skanks. I'm there like yeah. 600 some episodes now. I was I was going to go with Legion of Skanks, but then I was like, there would be no Legion of Skanks if there was no Opie yeah. and Anthony, and they openly admit that. Yeah. So that's why I went with Opie and Anthony. And number one is actually going to be Opie and Anthony. This radio show went on through multiple different airways from terrestrial radio to xm to sirius xm to getting fired and let go and all sorts of things and now it's the jim and sam show technically yep and the last one standings was jim norton and their intern who got hired into a producer into now he's hosting the morning show on sirius xm 
And Sam Roberts. Prime time Sam Roberts. Also doing wrestling stuff for WWE, and he's got a wrestling podcast. Yeah. He's got an action figure podcast. Jesus. What is, Sam. Sam, what is Sam Roberts not doing? Uh, well, that brings us to Diesel's Movie Club this week. And as we said before, we will be reviewing Jackass Forever. Now, I understand you can't really spoil this film, but we are going to keep it the same way. For those of you who haven't seen it, we're going to give you all the information about the movie. Then we're going to give you a recommendation. Then we're going to play the spoiler drop, even though there's really no spoilers. But maybe you want to see the movie before you hear us talk about it. And when we come back after the spoiler drop, we'll talk about the movie in depth. How about that? And then give our scores. Yep. Ready? So, first of all, Jackass uh, Forever came out on February, well, originally came out on February 2nd, 2022 in Hollywood. Of course, the, the nationwide release, February 4th, 2022, distributed by Paramount Pictures, produced by MTV Entertainment Studios, Dick House Productions, and Gorilla Flicks. Uh, it is based on Jackass by Jeff Tremaine and uh, Spike Jones and Johnny Knoxville. Also, let's be honest, it's heavily influenced by CKY, which came before Jackass and pretty much where they got the idea from. So I want to give that shout out. Uh, I don't think enough people do that. Of course, it was written by, by written by is the people who come up with the uh, skits. Uh, Andrew Weinberg, Colton Dunn, Derek Beckless. Eric Andre, Nathan uh, Naughtily, uh, Nick Kreese, Sarah Sherman, Johnny Knoxville, Jeff Tremaine, and Spike Jones. Uh, directed by Jeff Tremaine, and it's produced by Jeff Tremaine, Spike Jones, and Johnny Knoxville. The cinematography, I cannot say this name, is Dimitri Alavinskich. Yep, yeah, yep. And it was edited by Matthew Kosinski, Matthew Probst, and Sasha Stanton Craven. Uh, of course, the movie stars Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Chris Pontus, Dave England, Wee Man, Danger Aaron, and Preston Lacey. And, of course, the new cast, which also included Eric Andre, who we mentioned earlier. Yep. And, our, and our, our favorite was Zach and, and Jasper and, and, and a bunch of other. We'll get into it when we're doing the deep dive. Uh, you heard us say the domestic box office earlier. Do you know what the, uh, the uh, box office was worldwide? Uh, now I don't, but I'm going to guesstimate 35. Ron. Oh. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I, 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 uh, it's 28.7 million. 20, so yeah, it didn't make I, much yeah. of us worldwide. But I will say this. You were absolutely right earlier. It was a $10 million yeah. budget. So they made their money back. And then some. All right. So before we dive into Jackass. Jackass. Let's uh, give the people who haven't seen it their little. Do we recommend Jackass or do we not recommend Jackass? Diesel. As someone who loves juvenile humor, there's nothing funnier than watching a man get hit in the balls. I highly recommend it. If you do not like that type of stuff, then do not watch. <laughs> Ron, yeah, I'm same same thing. <laughs> if you can get by the the just the getting kicked in the balls thing, then okay. But if not, if you're not a fan, you never watch. Don't bother. Yeah. Listen, I'm just gonna throw out there: Jackass Forever is for you if you're over the age of probably 32. Uh, and, it, and if you're under 32, but you enjoy juvenile pranks, yeah. like the old school style, then it's for you as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I will I will tell you this story about our movie theater. Uh, the movie theater that myself and Ken went to see it at on uh, Sunday. Uh, behind us was a group of gentlemen, probably Ron's age or slightly older, not saying that you're that much older than I am. And then in front of us, we had probably a group of 20-somethings. <laughs> we had like an eight-year-old, <laughs> yes, and yes, we yes, saw yes. him walking by. I was like, "Oh, that kid's well, gonna learn today. Well, You're gonna see a lot of dick." <laughs> so behind us, the forty-somethings were very loud and obnoxious to the point that it bothered me when the movie first started because they were talking over it, which okay. pisses me off. But they settled down and they were just laughing their asses off, as myself and Ken M were, which we'll talk about more in the in the in the actual review. 
the kids in front of us, Ken M heard a couple of them talking like, I don't get that. That wasn't funny at the end of the movie. I fucking hate this new generation. <laughs> yeah. So I recommend it. But if you get offended, then, well, if you get offended, you're probably not listening to the Three Fanners podcast. So pretty much if you listen to us, you'll be fine at Jackass Forever. So I highly recommend it. But let's dive in. I know there's really no spoilers, but we still need to dive into it. So you've been warned. <laughs> All right, now we can talk about the movie in its whole. Listen, man, this movie has dick, dick, and more dick. <laughs> it opens up with dick. More dick as, than a porno. Just as Godzilla. <laughs> the Godzilla opening was a little hokey, and I was getting kind of annoyed with it until we got the, the, the spray. <laughs> the, the payoff? Uh, <laughs> just like the porno? Actually, I mean, the best payoff, of course, was the snapping turtle biting Chris Pontius's dick. <laughs> Uh, so he should have known that was coming. Yeah. But then we dive right in, and it, like I said, there, there's we can't review this as like we're just going to talk about our favorite things from the movie. I think we'll just go around, and maybe if there was yeah. something you really didn't like, you can talk about it as well because there was no storyline, so yeah. it's not like we can talk about like the story of the movie or whatever. You know, we were going skit from skit, very old school jackass style. Uh, of course, I mean most notably, it's got to be the cup test. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Aaron McGay he does a series of cup tests. Where, well, first oof. we start with, he was told it was a lightweight, but no, it was the UFC heavyweight champion <laughs> of the world, Francis Ngannou, punching him straight in the dick. Mind you, but he stood on a chair so he would be at the proper height for what Ngannou to give him really it. I love how right before Steve-O's like, well, they're compared, they say here that the PSI of, of Francis's punch is compared to being hit by a Ford Escort going 60 miles an hour. He's like, dude, you're about to get hit by a fucking car. And Ngannou goes... There's no need to tell him that right now. <laughs> <laughs> he punches him in the, square in the dick. Yeah. Uh, and I love it. They were like, have you ever you know, hit a guy that hard in the dick before? He's like, well, in my thing, I don't hit people in a ding-dong too much. <laughs> he kept saying ding-dong. Ding-dong, yeah. Uh, my favorite was, well, it wasn't my, my favorite was the third one. My, but the second one is the fastball pitch, which you kind of see in the, uh, the, in the trailers. Although in the trailers, they don't show you when she misses. Well, well some of them she, no, some of them she clearly <laughs> missed. Other ones he moves, but boy, does he pay the price. Yeah. That the welts on his legs are real. Yeah, that first one, he turned away into it. Like, he turned uh, into it, and it just welted his inner thigh. But, of course, as you saw on the trailers, she does eventually hit him right in the dick. Perfect, by the way, square. The next one was my favorite. Hockey slap shot <sighs> by a professional hockey player. Slap shots it. First of all, being a dick, kind of. Uh, well, I knew they. the other guys knew about it. Yeah. He fucking slap shots right into his mask. Because they got him in goalie equipment, except for his dick is yeah. exposed with the uh, cup on. But first he hits him right in the helmet. Square. And knocks him out. Like, even he's like, man, I, I just lost consciousness for a second. <laughs> yeah. And so he stumbles back up. And he's like, all right, you ready for the main event? And he fucking slap shots in the dick. Later on at the end of the movie, when they show some clips from things, we find out that the metal cup was dented from yeah. the hockey puck. Probably the hardest shot to the cup. Yeah. And then lastly, we get the uh, Diesel's favorite part, I'm assuming, from the judgment of his face, the pogo stick. The pogo stick was rough. Which <laughs> slides down and pins his nuts to the floor and causes uh, some bleeding yeah. from the nuts. Uh, there, there will be blood. <laughs> uh, probably the most painful one overall. Yeah. But definitely the hardest one was the slap shot to the dick. Um, we also, as far as m one of my favorites, and I know we're going to all talk about this because I want to pass this around, was the uh, d In the Dark oh, yeah. fake snake launch. They show him a snake, a venomous 
of uh, venomous rattlesnake, and then they swap out so there's no snake in the room, but they turn off the lights. Knoxville has the uh, night vision on. We have Pontius fucking dancing like (laughs) Buffalo Bill in the background with his pee-pee tucked. Which is hilarious in his own just the whole time. Nobody can see him. And last but certainly not least, they're fucking with these guys in the pitch black dark. How did you feel about I thought this was fucking hilarious. This this scene had me rolling laughing. Oh, my God. And, but I felt for everyone in it because, like, in that situation where, you know, earlier, you're like, they bring him in, like, this is what we're going to do for the skit. You know, uh, you guys are just here as a peanut gallery, but we got this actual snake in here, blah, 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 blah. All right, we just want to get everyone in here. All right, we're go- we're leaving. We'll-, we'll do this in like 15 minutes. Everyone else leaves the room, and then all of a sudden, door gets shut, locked, lights out. Yep. Pitch black. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Knoxville's hitting people with stuff. <laughs> he actually takes a fake snake and throws <sighs> it, because eventually they tip over the thing that had the snake, and they start playing snake noises. Yeah. So they think the rattler is out. Yeah. And then he's like hitting, throwing like this rubber snake yeah. onto people. At one point, Zach Holmes, who we were thinking about earlier, he's one of the young kids, uh, he actually takes a fake snake with a mousetrap on it and attaches it to his boob. Yeah. He's a bigger gentleman. Of course, that hurts and stuff. Uh, so then... I don't remember who finds it first, but they find the door. The side door. The side door. There's a side door. Yeah. What's his name that took all the nut shots? Was um, it Aaron? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron McGee. Yeah. Aaron he's, finds the side door and is yelling for the other guy, like, I found our way out. Come this way. They're like, he's like, no, I know better. If I get off this fucking couch, I'm getting fucked. He's like, suit yourself. And he takes literally, he shuts the door and runs forward into some pans that are hanging from the ceiling, knocking himself out onto... Uh, I do believe Legos is what was on the Legos, ground. Legos on the ground and the table had... Oh, we'll get to that because yeah. he didn't do the table. The table was gotten by Zach because Zach finds the room, gets walked in the head, falls on the Legos, gets up, puts his hands on something to pull himself up, and there's thumbtacks and fucking uh, mouse, mouse traps. traps. He gets snapped by it, but then something in his head tells him because he says afterwards that uh, the safety is on the other side of this, so he goes crashing over <laughs> while getting snapped and stabbed and breaking this plywood table. Yeah. <laughs> that one was probably the best jackass version of Saw ever. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it was it was hilarious. And then uh, somebody was sitting in the room. They're like, "I'm not leaving." They're like, yeah. "It's time over. Let's, let's let's go." He's like, "Nope, I live here now. <laughs> I live yeah. here now." Danger or not danger? Aaron. Aaron was. Uh, uh, Dave England was Dave not England fucking. was like, I'm not leaving. No, no, I'm, I'm starting my life anew here. I'm starting my life anew right in this room. I'm not leaving. It was good. You're going to fuck with me. Something's going to happen. Uh, I, what are some of your guys' favorites other than those ones? Um, so the kind of the like the big, it took like five, ten minutes, but the, the game show they did with the, the flip-flops <laughs> oh, into yeah. the nuts. Yes, that was funny. Um, if you By got the way, the, fourth grade, fourth grade uh, learning answers, and, and the, people were getting them wrong. Yes. So you answer the question <laughs> wrong, you get hit with this contraption that flings a flip flop right into your dick. Or if you get it right, and they just, you know, his finger slipped and hit the wrong button. <laughs> Whatever. Including our winner got hit in the dick because he hit the wrong button. Yeah. The course. first, the first question. <laughs> Jill has a tray with twelve cookies on it. Kyle has two with six. No, wait, wait, no, wait, no. Wait, it was four, four, tra- four, four with three cookies on it. Who has more? Or four with four cookies on it. Who has more cookies? Jill with twelve. And he's like, nope. Boom, gets hit. And then he goes, I, I can't do math. <laughs> I can't do math. That's good to know. I'll make sure I know that for next time. Oh, uh, who who played the piano on Elton John's album? <laughs> that was the best. He did get it right after a minute. He was like, oh, oh. Uh, what's like, the name? What's, what's the name? name? Uh, oh, Ellen John. 
Um, really enjoyed that bit. Really enjoyed the. Um, oh shit! What was it? Oh, go, go to Ron for a second. I got. I, I, I may have had an edible before the uh, the movie. So yeah, he, well, you <laughs> did. May, yeah, <laughs> but, I don't uh, think there's a may involved. The, the one that I felt bad was uh, what's his name there, Preston there with uh. With, oh, when they were doing the jump when he was in the silver suit. Oh, he shit and, and he shit himself. Because <laughs> like I felt because like the look on his face was. Oh fuck! And they're filming this, and I'm—it's going in the movie. Like, and I felt—I just felt bad for him. I didn't because anytime you get to see Lance Bangs start puking, I'm in. Dude, he puked a bunch of times <laughs> in this movie. Uh, we got to see uh, pig sperm. <laughs> By the way, without being cued, Chris drinks it without even being told to. He's just like, "Does this smell bad?" And he's like, and they're like, "I didn't even tell you to drink." He's like, "Well, I can tell you, pig, pig, pig sperm." Better than horse semen. <laughs> well, it's been a while since I've had the horse semen, but I, I really think I'm favoring pink yeah. or pig. And then, and then when uh, Aaron gets that in his mouth, when they drop it over his head, oh. he was, and he's like, "Wait a minute, what?" And they're like, "Yep, it's pig sperm." He's like, "I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian." <laughs> and then they stopped. They stopped. The, they went back and slow motioned it so you could see, see it, it coming out of his mouth. See it going like, into it, the going mouth. in the mouth and then coming out of the mouth because when he was breathing, you could see it like yeah. Yeah, I was like, Aww. uh oh. Of course, that was right after the tap dance extravaganza yep, the t- on the metal floor. <laughs> and then, of course, they put a uh, something in the seat so the guy who was playing the piano, or faking playing the piano, yeah. actually, got zapped as well. And then he got Jeff Trumaine back, though. He yeah. had made him sit out that fucking button. Um, oh, yeah. The the one that was shown in the trailer, though, uh, Aaron McGee, he's strapped to the lie detector oh. test, and the bear comes in. That was also one well, of the I was going to say, they gave us the, the, yeah. the lie detector we didn't see in the thing, but he, they gave him the lie detector about being about, allergic, about to bees. allergic to bees because I think he was supposed to do the Steve-O bees on the dick. Yeah. And I think he, he said, I'm allergic to bees, so not do it. So they were like, so you're not allergic to bees? And then he's sitting there and they, he, they put the honey and stuff and then the bear comes in. Oh, man. I've never seen somebody more terrified yeah. in my life. And then they're zapping him with the fucking uh, neck. The, the, the little dog yeah. collar. They're yeah. zapping him while the bear is in the room. Don't make any sudden moves. And then they zap him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, but th- that one that one had me rolling too. But all all the stuff with you know penis pain, ball pain, fucking. I I left the theater with my sides like sore. Jasper's dad. <laughs> and dark shark. With, dark shark. And they were fucking with him about everything with animals because he's like my dad. It was the law. Lo- that was the one that, for the whole movie. He was like my dad. He's from the hood. He doesn't necessarily like animals. Anything that's not in the hood, he don't really like. So we're gonna every time we do animals, we're gonna have him on set just to fuck with him. They have him hold a vulture. The 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 the, uh, the, uh, the the tarantula. Spider, the tarantula. Yeah. Oh man, I felt bad for Dark Shark. Yeah, Dark Shark. <laughs> and he was grabbing onto people. <laughs> he's like, no, no, he's no. like, if I'm dying, I'm taking you motherfuckers with me. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh man, he was fun though. I thought overall it was a fun movie. I mean, we 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 got like I said, there was a lot of. I don't I don't know if there was anything I didn't like. I mean, we saw some major injuries. Steve O takes a concussion off of that uh, treadmill. Dude, yes. watching his head hit the oh. fucking pavement in, in, in slow mo. Woo! And of course, Knoxville takes the real major concussion from the bull. Yep. Yeah. Oh. oh my god! I don't know what else. Did you have any negatives of the movie? I, I mean, there was, there, there was a couple skits that weren't as funny, but I yeah. thought overall, I don't think there was anything that was a huge miss for me. There was a couple that I had to kind of like look away, but that's not a bad thing. Uh, the new cast, there wasn't any like really breakout stars of like I, I don't know if they're like going to continue with this new cast or not, but 
Some of them were pretty good. Like the the female actually, like when she licked the uh, taser, Rachel oh, Wolfson, and yeah. she did it with no fucking emotion. She she was great, but like the uh, scorpion one kind of was just like, eh. yeah. But it wasn't bad. But I was like, all right, she took it like uh, like a champ. Honestly, of the new well, cast, probably Zach, not the worst thing that she's had in her mouth. I was just gonna say, honestly. Well, the funniest part about that was when the tarantula climbs down her shirt and like he's like, I can't, I can't help you out because I can't touch your breasts. It's, it's twenty, it's twenty twenty one. She's like, yeah, I need permission. To, I give you permission. Feel <laughs> me up. Yeah, the scorpion calls. Consent. I give you permission. Feel me up if you want. I don't care. Get it off of me. Yeah. I cannot remove the scorpion from your breast because it is twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. Yeah. No, it's twenty twenty one. He's like, I'm twenty twenty one, and that's just not allowed unless I have consent. You have consent. Exactly. Touch my breast. Go. <laughs> Uh, I do think the, the the only one that was really an MVP for me was Zach Holmes for yeah. the new cast. He seemed to be willing to do fucking anything. Yeah. Inclu- the last one was fun for what it was uh, when they're on these the the, 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 the merry-go-round, whooping fast, <laughs> drinking milk, and puking everywhere. And then, of course, the surprise for them: there's a bunch of explosions, and then they get shot with a bunch of paintballs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that it was fun, but I mean, I wouldn't consider it like the best ending yeah. we've seen. Although I will say this, the end of the movie when the credits are rolling and they're showing some of the bonus stuff and some of the stuff you didn't get to see, some of it that didn't make it to air, uh, I love their tribute to Ryan Dunn. That was really yeah. cool. Uh, it was. It was. I thought overall it was very good. I like yeah. that Chris Rabbit is now behind the camera yes. instead of front of the camera. Dude, my favorite part about that is like Rab himself. Why aren't you doing this? He's like. Because I'm smarter than you guys, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm so I'm shooting it. So he is yeah. he is he is the uh, he's one of the uh, cinematographers on the film, yep. uh, shooting the film. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. Though so he's like, yes, because I'm smarter than you guys. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Oh, uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I really thought that they had Rob Deerdeck in old man makeup. No, he's getting old, oh man. Oh my god, he is looking Although, old. Although I will yeah. say this, I shout outs to the fact that they had put him in there because yeah. listen, after Jackass went away, ridiculousness kind of yeah. became like the you know the more milder new age Jackass, just showing other people's fuck ups at home yeah. before the internet was really at all. So it was kind of cool getting him involved. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't think they planned on Wee Man flipping over the chair like that with the airbag. Oh went yeah, off. yeah. They put it. airbags in the seats if yeah, you guys musical chairs, and then when it popped, he literally like goes straight up in the air and flips over and ends up landing on all the metal. Stuff for yeah. the the, the hydraulics, yeah. so they, they get the the blow the high. Oh my god! Man, it did not look like Weeman had a good time on this one. Uh, this, when he was tied down, the wedgies. The wedgie was great, but when he was the tied vulture. down to the ground with the vulture, he was like just yelling at Tremaine, like Tremaine, get me the fuck out of here. And he was, you, you could see the seriousness of the face, like I'm not fucking around. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were feeding the beast. They had to, they had to make sure the beast was fed. <laughs> I love it. I like, like he was like, "What are you wearing a cup?" He's like, "No, that's all me, brother." And he's like, and Chris walks over. He's like, "Never mind, that is all him." <laughs> nice. So there's a lot of man on man dick touching in this and ball movie. touching and ball touching. Like getting Preston's balls for the hole. Oh, for the punch bag. Oh. Yeah. And then they made him do it again because he's like, "I didn't get the shot I needed." Well, that is a fucking lie. <laughs> Preston, throughout like the whole series, like he was always like the most hesitant. He seemed like in his old age, even though he shit himself, he was down for anything this time. Well, yeah, but I, think I, I gotta thought, give it to Preston. I felt bad for him though, because that look in his face, because like, I'm I felt 51 the most years bad old for, him for the yeah. human ramp, because they put him on the bottom. <sighs> and it feels like and if, and it felt if, if, if it felt like he was like getting real like crushed a yeah. little bit. He was like, oh, not again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course, when they made Zach go over them on the uh, moped. moped. <sighs> Uh, of course, a giant fat man on a moped. <laughs> that did not end well. No. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, I left the theater, though, just hurting because, again, there's zero narrative to the story at all. But it was just a fun watch where everything, like even the slower bits were just still had me laughing. 
All right. Well, with that being said, and before we give our scores, you know it is time. time. <laughs> I don't know where to go with this one. Time to play the game. Ron had the dethronement last week. Woo! Became new champion. Can he defend the title? Uh, probably it's not. time to play the game. Of course, it's got prices right rules. That means whoever comes closest without going over gets the points. Unless it comes down to the final question, because we don't do ties here. We're not the NFL. That means that whoever gets closest to the number wins in that case. And sometimes it's worth two points, depending upon what goes on. No matter what, we have a winner. We make it interesting. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to go with the game. And because Diesel is a challenger, he goes first. Diesel, IMDB out of 10. We're using points. What did they give Jackass forever? Four. Shit. Ron. I'm going to say 5.2. Ron gets the point. 7.7 out of 10. Holy shit. 7.7. I'm not mistaken. Ron, possibly for a sweep here. Flawless victory, Ron. Metacritic. Out of 100%. Critics only, obviously. What did they give? Jackass. Forever. 27. Diesel. 44. Diesel ties it up 74% what? on Metacritic. What? <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> and there was a lot of it in the movie. Diesel for the win. Both of you for the win are to tie. Rotten Tomatoes. What did they give? Combined score, by the way. What did they give Jackass Forever? 64. Ron. 65. Dick. Yes. <laughs> well, that means Ron is still your champion. And you guys were way off. 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, for funsies, Google users, Ron, out of 100%. 99. Diesel. 95. Diesel, you would have been closer. 94%. <laughs> this wow. is real, well panned. All right. So. Uh, I mean, I'm going I'm to skip my critic score here because I, there's really no fucking critic score. What are we going to critique the movie? But we will give you the Nerd Scale Entertainment Score for Jackass Forever. Of course, it is an entertainment score. That means how well we were entertained. Once again, the, ex- the explanation we always use is a movie like uh, Maximum Overdrive would get a four from me and Ron on the Nerd Scale. But in reality, like it's a two at best if I'm giving it a critical score. And I, and I, I really stress two at best. Yeah. But it's such a fun movie. So this means it doesn't have to be the greatest movie to get a high score. It just means it has to entertain us and it has to be a lot of fun and worth the while. Uh, Of course, the scale goes as follows. A one is no. That means you should never see this under any circumstance. A two is you've been warned. That means this movie isn't quite a no. It's not the worst thing you'll ever watch, but you still shouldn't watch this. Definitely don't pay money for it. Three is take it or leave it. This means it's an average movie. It was good. It wasn't bad. It is worth a watch, but I want to go on Russian to pay for it to see in the theaters. I want to buy it on DVD. Probably just wait till it hits Netflix. Four, of course, is just take my money. That means you should go to the theater if it's in the theater. You should go ahead and buy it or rent it from Amazon. Spending money on this movie is okay because it is a, it's a very good movie, a great movie, if you will. And last but certainly not least is Certified Nerd at five. And the Certified Nerd is the rarest of errors. It means you pay for it. It's a legend. It's a classic film. You add this to your loop. It is going down in infamy. As we all say, the last one that got a, a, as a whole got a Certified Nerd 
was Spider-Man No Way Home. And for me and Diesel, last night in Soho also got a certified nerd. So we didn't all certify a nerd, but the last unanimous one was Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, it is very rarefied air there. All right, guys, are you ready? Uh, Ron, I'll go with you first. What are you giving Jackass Forever? Okay, I'm probably going to get slack for this one. I'm just giving it a two. I mean, my old age, I don't know if it's like I just didn't really care. I mean, I did laugh. It gave me jokes. I, you know, give it a warning. <laughs> okay. Diesel. As a movie, I would actually agree with that. But I'm going into this as just no, entertainment. Scale. Yep. Yeah. And this one, for me, I am I love the Jackass franchise. I love the CKY franchise. I love this type of shit. This is a solid four. Just take my money. Every day of the week, I'll go see something like this. Much like you, I grew up in that age. CKY videos, Jackass afterwards. Uh, I thought this... I laughed. Me and Ken M fucking laughed yeah. our asses off. My stomach hurt legitimately from laughing. As a movie, I would agree with you all day. That's why I'm not going to critique it, because there's it's really not a movie. Yeah. Like It's hard to critique something. What do you critique the story, the plot line? There's none. You know what I mean? So that's why there's no use to critique it. But I mean, I would agree with you there. But I'm going to go with Diesel. It just I can't give it a certified nerd, because yeah. it's not a movie you really give it to. But it's a just take my money. I laugh my balls off. I would watch this again yeah. to laugh my balls off. I mean, this made me want to go. I, w- I went back and watched some old CKY videos to laugh my balls off. I mean, I understand why some people would think it's insensitive, but fuck them. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out no, there. No, I understand. With that being said, though, that'll bring us to the end of this portion of the show, but we got to pay some bills, so it's time for me and Diesel to do some shameless plug-in. First of all, if you can hear my voice, that means you know how to find us, but do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You tell them to type in three fat nerds into any podcast provider, and booyakasha, there we are. Remember, for everything we talk about here, it is the number three, not the word three. And of course, while you're at that podcast provider, make sure you subscribe or follow, smash that button, so our show gets delivered to you automatically each and every week. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. Comment, rate, review. Help spread the word of nerd. Of course, we are also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Remember, for all the social medias, use that hashtag 3FNPod. And if you need to email us, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. So if you have a, a rap you want to do about the Three Fat Nerds, Drop it there. That's why I'm like, any artwork, anything, anything. <laughs> Three Fighters Pod at gmail.com. Of course, here's the double shot. First up, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Make sure you're following us over there. We're going to be doing some movie nights. We're going to be doing the fourth anniversary over there. And of course, if you're a wrestling fan, every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Ken M from the ODPH bring you our pro wrestling talk show. That's right, 607 TWS. Make sure you're following. You can join us in chat. Of course, if you just want to listen to the podcast form of 607 TWS, it's out late night Monday. And uh, of course, just by searching 607TWS and follow that as well. It's picking up a lot of steam, by the way. Nice. Uh, and, of course, the second one is if you would like to support the show monetarily, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and help per- and help us pay for the bills around here. And we thank you for that. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. H-double-T-P colon double backslash eight one double deuce p-r-o-d-u-c-t-i-o-n-s dot com and he redeems himself eight one two two productions.com for all things eight one two two productions three founders podcast is up there 607 tws the t public store we can buy some swag is up there and support us the patreon link the twitch link they're all there as well also all of our social media links are there pretty much it's a one-stop shop for everything you need to do with eight one two two productions also musical acts that provide us with their music they're all listed there and the information how to find them but i'll give them a shout out right now Shout out the robots, Second Suitor, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, uh, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. And of course, you heard him at the beginning of uh, the second half of the show, the Jasons from West Virginia. Thank you guys for providing us with the music. Support all of those great bands on Spotify, 
YouTube music and Bandcamp and uh, follow their links on the website to go see more stuff. Of course, there's friends of the show like Sci-Fi Horror Fest coming up in August uh, in Vernon Downs in Vernon, New York. We're going to be there. Come hang out with us. And uh, celebrity announcements are going on now and we'll have uh, some big ones coming up pretty soon. Of course, also the ODPH and so much more and friends of the show. And you know what? Last but certainly not least. Uh, oh, well, before I say this, remember all of this stuff, if you forget about it, simple. It's in the liner notes to the podcast below. Hit them hyperlinks. But 8122productions.com is your one-stop shop. Before we go, Will, we got to say, uh, give a big old shout out to our local sponsors who help bring us, bring the show to you each week, commercial free. Of course, first and foremost, we got our, our the people who provide us with the 8122 Productions Studios. That is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, uh, go ahead and visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com. And of course, if you were trying to find out about events going on in the shop, and because you're in the 607 or passing through the 607, make sure you like their Facebook page, Dragon Master Games. Man, thank you to Ruckster Rods Auto Detail, uh, Detailing. Located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. Call for an appointment. Call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. By the way, I'm sure if you send uh, our good buddy Dino more money, he'll decal your car too. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, uh, Ron? One out of ten stars. A flaming bag of poo on the doorstep of fans of the books. That's what these movies are. I've tried to watch these many times over the years, and the experience is always painful. I fully understand that there is no way the entire book could have made it the transition to film intact, but the sheer amount of things changed for the sake of Peter's vision is just insulting. Even little things like the party's arrival at Bree was given an entire entirely mood for the sake of making it unsettling. Every event feels horribly rushed. The transition aside, the movies aren't even good by themselves without knowledge of the lore. The acting is, for the most part, atrocious. The music feels largely unsuitable for the moods set by the either the book or the films themselves, and also feels incredibly repetitive. Even the director's cut of these films feel more like an insult than a tribute. I hate these movies. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. There you have it, Diesel. Yes, I'm going to go full Louis J. Gomez on this one. If your takeaway from these movies was the books were so much better, go kill yourself. Fuck you. Holy fuck. If you got to put a one out of ten review that goes that deep because, oh my god, the book was so much but Fuck you. I hate you. You know, I <laughs> took down the soundboard, but... So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your oh. wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. And I agree with most of what you said, except for the point of, oh, the boy, fuck you. This, this was October 8th, 2017. Oh. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> Oh, I fucking hate those movies, but Jesus. He's on fire! <laughs> <laughs> so I like, anything else? Oh, you, you were good all show all of a sudden. <laughs> Trigger fuck warning? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> all right, that's it. All right, with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. To the 200th episode, we're so excited and happy that you guys, you know, some of you have been with us probably since day one. Some of you have jumped on along the way, but we are thankful for each and every one of you for helping us get to 200. We are a little over a month and a half, well, almost two months actually, actually about two months away right now from the fourth anniversary of the show, and that's going to be awesome in its own as well. I can't wait to uh, share that and do great stuff with everybody. Uh, once again, man, thank you for letting us entertain you. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, to entertain you 
again, like we do each and every week, or hope we do each and every week, and bring you our takes and opinions on everything pop culture and nerdum. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I have one final thing left to say, and that is, later, nerds. Later. Fuck that guy. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Yeah.